0: hello hello and welcome
1: to the first ever remote focus episode yes we're coming to you live from the zoom room if you will from the zoom world yes it's funny because i do feel like i do feel like nowadays most podcasts are recorded over zoom probably yeah
0: which kind of crazy
1: it's crazy yeah yeah tragically we are first zoom ever
0: yeah We've never Zoomed before because um, we haven't had to.
1: No. We're more FaceTime kind
0: of kids. That's also true. <laughs> uh, I feel like a Zoom between two people only is a bit odd. <laughs> if it's not yeah. for like a purpose. <laughs> well, well, especially if we're like, yeah, like friends. Yeah. Like
1: if I'm just like saying hi to you.
0: you right. Know. You're like, let's like hop on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but Bye. Hey. Bye but hey this episode is people people need
1: dating on zoom it's true remember those
0: 2020 dates oh listen and and love was found what was found in those zooms?
1: So yeah, subscribe to Zoom. <laughs> yeah, the proud sponsor of this episode.
0: Use code Full Course for twenty five percent off. That's not accurate. That's, That's not, not accurate. Don't try. No, we have not been endorsed by any companies. No, no, no. this is just pure.
1: This is yeah. Our opinions have not been bought by any corporate sponsors. You, you can't buy. You can't us. buy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're back at you, third episode of the season. We're going track by track, track by um, track, which is so exciting. Yes, we are here to talk about Laura's favorite song on the album. Yes, a very top one for me as well. Maroon, Maroon, Maroon. Um. Uh, I wonder if because obviously we can't do like our segment, but I wonder if maybe we could identify, like, like your favorite line on this album, or mm-hmm.
0: something. I mean, on this song, in this song, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's gonna be hard, but let's let's try. <laughs> I know, um, because this one, like, I think this one, you know. Obviously, the only other song we've discussed on the pod so far is "Lavender Haze," mm-hmm. and I feel like com- compared to the lyrics of "Lavender Haze," Maroon oh, is giving so, so much more. more.
1: Like, right. there's
0: so many good lines in this. There's so like much so many like cool things
1: and right. parallels it's to discuss. So much more
0: like meaty, mm-hmm. than
1: yeah. Haze, which is like quite bare, yeah. I mean you could say a favorite part too. It doesn't have to be like a line. Mm-hmm. Do
0: you know yours or no? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um That's interesting. I mean, I mean as you say, I think there's just a lot of very cool parts to this. Like I like the song goes different places. Mhm. Um I feel like Uh... (laughs) I know I shouldn't have introduced this segment no
0: I'm glad you did because I feel like this is a good one to to do I mean this isn't a lyric but for me I love the part like towards the end when like her voice is very low me too it's like so cool I love
1: that that's yeah, like, my I like the part. Well, because I really like the bridge too. Yeah. I was and gonna say so I like
0: the bridge
1: mm-hmm. into that part.
0: Yeah. It's very cool. And then I think too, for me, just like what really solidifies this as a Gaylor track is obviously the Lips I used to call home so scarlet, it was maroon. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll say that's my favorite line. Yeah. I mean, I love the whole song, but like, right, right, right. what that represents and what we'll be discussing a lot of today really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, exists within that line.
1: Yeah. I feel like mine might be like the burgundy on my t shirt when you splashed your wine into me mm-hmm. and how the blood rushed into my cheeks. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. visual.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean overall like this definitely is a very like classic taylor song I feel like.
1: Yeah, I will say yes, I definitely agree with you. I feel like the lyric that I well, okay, I don't want to jump around. So let's let's
0: do more
1: <laughs> Okay. So would you like okay, how do you think we should do this? Should we start with any like should we just go through the song? Should we mm-hmm start
0: with i i feel like let's just like go through it and then at the after we do that i might go back and like highlight some other parallels that i've like seen on twitter and stuff that i haven't noted but we can start with just like going through ourselves and like our notes
1: okay um Yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, immediately, like, as you're listening to the album, you know, as we talked about last week, we get a strong start with Lavender Haze that works very Mm -hmm. well as a first song, like, really introduces you to the sound, but as Mm -hmm. we also said, like, isn't, like, these two work so well, just as the, as, like, a one-two punch, Mm -hmm. because, you get all of that from Lavender Haze, but then you get Maroon, which is like giving us what we want in terms of lyrics, in terms yes. of storytelling, in mm-hmm. terms of like classic Taylor songwriting structure. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it, it gives, it makes up for anything that Lavender Haze maybe doesn't have as much of. Mm-hmm. So that you feel like, like I remember just lit- on the first listen being like, okay, like we're in a Taylor mm-hmm. Swift song
0: now. Yes. Yeah. We're in um, the Taylor verse, if you Right.
1: Will. <laughs> right. So that was comforting.
0: Yeah. Um, I also think it's cool just to note that, like, obviously the song is called Maroon. And then on the album Red, the song Red is also the second track. Yes. And that's just a cool, like, it is cool reference and like choice and i remember when she was like announcing the track names and she announced maroon that was such an interesting one like without even knowing the song because of yeah we're already having a song called red and like yeah just that connection is very interesting Mm -hmm. and the fact even the symbolism of
1: like red being you know when such an amazing song when she's younger it's kind of and then we have almost this like more elevated in that like maroon is just like a I don't know, actually, like, like, a, like, how do I describe it? Like, it's more, like, mature, like... It feels, like, more grown-up. Right. Like, it's just funny. Like, like so, it's a it's color, like, but, like... Right, but it's, like, you know, the difference between blue and indigo. Or, like, right, you know, you're, like, right. okay, yeah, this is, like, more, you know, artistic or stylized mm-hmm. or, like, mm-hmm. we're... Getting more and even even just the lyrics of like and red is an amazing song. I'm not saying that the song is better, but like mm-hmm. you know, the colors that she's referencing in the chorus of red are like dark grey, right? Right. Blue, blue, dark grey. Um and,
0: and then it red is yeah.
1: like, you know, scarlet, burgundy, like
0: mm-hmm. it's more I don't even know what. Yeah. What? Comment. more specific i guess like more guess, like yeah, just more like yeah
1: writer-y.
0: <laughs> yeah um, yeah but yeah definitely
1: a, a very interesting nod to that mm-hmm. in particular um yeah this is written just by taylor and jack
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. And yeah, this one is so interesting, Um. just as a full song, mm-hmm. because I feel like this might be one of the first, well, on the one hand, it's like, I feel like this could be an example of, as we talked about in an earlier episode, her kind of combining various things in her life, mm-hmm. and hmm and making a song like it's not maybe just about one person or one situation but it's mm-hmm. like pieces of things right but i do feel like and obviously we are getting into the case of it all
0: yeah like
1: <laughs> like thinking about this from like quote unquote like mainstream fans like thinking about this song like mm-hmm. it doesn't really make any sense like there's yeah. no person no man Mm-hmm. and i thank you for saying no i'm just saying like (laughs) i thank you for saying (laughs) like again like it's not that i'm necessarily like this is about carly Kloss because like Mm -hmm. i just like don't i i don't know enough to like fully think that but i will say that like there's no obvious like oh yes this is about tom Hiddleston right about you know jake julian like there's just Mm -hmm. no obvious from what we know about those narratives right what she's told us and what she's written in the past Mm -hmm. there is no obvious you know
0: person Mm -hmm. about right which yeah i'm glad you said that because i was gonna ask from you know kind of the i guess non gayler perspective like what you would say this song is about, or who you would say this like song I, is about. Do, I,
1: I think it's about like I would say that it's a combination of like very mm-hmm. difficult situations. Mm-hmm.
0: And what's interesting about that too is so for me, like when I first heard this, I was immediately like, "Oh, this is about Carly," and I still think that I do think there is also a strong case for references to Diana and it potentially being. Mm-hmm like a swift ground song instead that did not occur to me at all until I saw like other people's posts and interpretations of that so we'll definitely talk about that too um but that is kind of an interesting idea as well if if this is a song where she kind of pulled from multiple places for inspiration and possibly those two places were Diana Agron and Carly class like iconic I mean, <laughs> iconic if true iconic <laughs> if true okay here's
1: a question for you mm-hmm. is this like what is the message of this song like is it negative is mm-hmm. it positive is it a breakup song is I, it I think I think like this I is.
0: I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> this is absolutely a sad song to me and absolutely yeah, a breakup I song.
1: You. Yeah. I feel like, that's what I feel like too. But then there's things that I think, if it weren't like that, I would possibly say are references to Joe. Like, the first mm-hmm. verse, looking at it from a non gaylor lens, feels mm-hmm. very Joe.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's like obviously not. Because right so what I have to say about that is I think so what I I obviously love a lot about this song but one of the things that I love about this song is I feel like this song existing and especially existing as what feels to me like a breakup song really really shows that perhaps more of the song's Especially on Lover, because I think we already feel like a lot of reputation is about Carly Kloss, but like, even like Lover, I'm like, okay, there was still like a lot of like, Kaylor influence on that album. Yeah. And I, and I know what you mean when you say the first verse feels like a Joe verse, but I think- Let's
1: read the lyrics first. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Read the lyrics.
1: And shall I sing it? No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When the morning morning came, we were cleaning incense off your vinyl shelf because we lost track of time again, laughing with my feet in your lap like you are my closest friend. How'd we end up on the floor anyway, you say? Your roommate's cheap-ass screw-top rosé. That's how I see you every day now.
0: Yeah. So- Right, like this is definitely like beginning of the relationship excitement, you know, in love, right. whatever. It's giving
1: Cornelia Street. It's mm-hmm. giving paper rings. It's mm-hmm. giving.
0: Just it's nice like, to have a friend, like it's it's friend. giving, and then
1: some of the reputation, like you know, dress mm-hmm. dancing with our hands tied,
0: like just like mm-hmm. my heart, all of right, and right. That's- so that's that's kind of what I mean about like being validated by the Kaler theories of, like, those albums because because I think that there's – like, Cornelia Street, for example, is a song that, like, you and I have always, like, interpreted very differently Mm. because, like, you interpret it as being about Joe, I think, Mm. and I interpret it as being about Carly, Mm. and – it's one of those songs where, but like... So do
1: you see that as a sad song?
0: I do see that as a sad song. That's so interesting. And I think that even more after hearing this song, which to me very directly references Cornelia Street. I will say this song gives lots of
1: Cornelia Street vibes, yeah.
0: Cornelia Street is one of those where, like, do I necessarily think she wrote it after she and Carly had broken up? no but I think it's 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 giving that feeling of oh god if this doesn't work out I'm gonna be fucking destroyed and then this song is yes I was destroyed
1: wait what do you mean you don't think she wrote Cornelia Street after they broke up you think because she I,
0: during them being together well I don't know but I think I just think it's one of those songs where, like, the song is more about, I hope we don't break up than Mm -hmm. we broke up. Whereas this song is about. Right, right. I mean, yes, right, right. So that's why I say that, like, maybe she didn't write it. Like, maybe she wrote it before they had broken up but I still think it points to like I view it as a sad song because they did break up Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah not because it necessarily sounds like a sad song right I mean I think I think it's sad because it has like I don't know it just feels like longing is not the right word but there's just there is like an emotion behind it that's more than just falling in love to me interesting I don't know yeah I
1: hear
0: but that. I but I do think I do think especially when paired with this song like I just I think this song has too much that's related to Cornelia Street that like it, it's intentional for whatever reason like there is a connection for sure right yeah. um So, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what else? Well. Because the Cornelia Street references will come more, like, in the chorus than later. But, like, in the first verse, like, for me, I think, like, the standout moments are when she says, like, you were my closest friend. Mm -hmm. Because obviously that calls to mind, like, so many songs on reputation and lover where she's singing about falling in love with a friend obviously mm-hmm. it's nice to have a friend dress i don't want you like a best friend
1: uh paper, rings, um, paper you know, rings how we
0: go from friends to this or whatever right um yeah and and honestly too i feel like well is is there a like a friends to lovers element on folklore and evermore
1: or not really as much not as much okay um no because even in the ones that are like pretty explicitly about joe there isn't really that narrative right the like invisible string or mm-hmm. long story short right Aren't really right
0: good. yeah well in peace there is that line what is the line in peace where it's i feel like there is a friend line in peace well there's
1: i talk shit with my friends
0: but Oh, um, well, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay, about. okay never mind. Never <laughs> unrelated. Um, unrelated to friends. Um, so, so that's a big. That just speaks Carly to me. Like when I hear her singing about loving a close friend, I'm like, okay, it's a Carly track. Yeah. yeah Obviously, yeah. like you know, you can interpret that however you want.
1: Well, I mean, but for I mean, me, she is singing about Joe. Like they were never friends. Like, <laughs> well, I think that's the thing that's like but I also, but like paper like wouldn't you say paper rings is like pretty obviously whether you see that as like as like genuine or not it's definitely like about joe and
0: yeah oh you don't think so see again like this album as a whole just really complicates my thoughts on lover because <laughs> i'm like this bitch does not want to get married and the whole lover album is about wanting to marry someone and i'm like now you're mad that people think you may have married joe mhm but 4 years ago that's all you wanted question mark yet you're still dating him like do you know what i mean i mean yeah i don't know like don't know. like if i if i was writing the story of taylor's life but here's a... Qu- well, sorry to kick off. No, no, it's okay. But, like, my... Like, I'm like, okay. The person that she wanted to marry was Carly. Okay. They broke up. Now she's dating Joe... In some capacity, but she doesn't want to marry him. And therefore... I don't know that I think that the songs about wanting to marry someone can be about him.
1: But here's my question. Yeah. So, you know, according to the timeline, Carly and Taylor are dating around 1989. Mm-hmm. There's all these intense songs on reputation. Mm-hmm. that, if we're looking at them through a Taylor lens are like sad about Carly, like really. Mm-hmm. Good and yeah. then you think she's like hard cut. <laughs>
0: Love her. i don't know oh, I'll marry you. Well, well i so, don't see that yeah no i understand i totally understand like, even I know. if she has some distance from the relationship
1: and she's just like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. going back to those emotions yeah. like i just i mean well, I then the question... cor- like i could give you cornelia street because mm-hmm. like i agree that song is more there's more to it mm-hmm.
0: i'm not giving you paper rings yeah and that's fair that's fair <laughs> Here's the other, the other thought is it just because even if I say, I don't know if this is about Joe, that doesn't have to mean for me that it's automatically about Carly. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I agree with you, like, reputation is very, like, Taylor falling in love and falling apart if you will yeah and so like maybe lover is about someone else maybe lover I mean lover 2 was such a I feel like for as uninterested in lover as an album as we are like I feel like lover was like she was really trying to like do a specific thing with that Mm -hmm. and like I don't know so like maybe it was just like this is gonna be my album I mean she says like this is my album of love songs it's not really an album of love songs but I don't know I don't know it just complicates it for me I mean there's also the idea that the lover era was when she was gonna come out and if that's true then it also necessary doesn't necessarily make sense that the songs are about joe because you would think they would be about a woman but i don't know i just don't know
1: i don't know i mean i'm enjoying you process this in real time
0: thank you yeah it's uh it's She's a very mysterious girl, yes. R. Taylor. She, she keeps us guessing. She keeps us wondering. I yeah. think the important thing to remember is that <clears throat> she's a bi-icon. <laughs> and this song is gay yes. <laughs> Um, Only other thing, like, of note in the first
1: verse is this, that she teased in, what was it? Like, the Nashville Songwriters Award. Yeah. Something. Something. something she teased that the, and that's where she was talking about like the different pens of her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah you know these lyrics that I write are like fountain pens and these other ones are like glitter pens and these other ones just <laughs> like blue pens and <laughs> she says basically this line that I think is a stupid line cleaning in off your vinyl shelf <laughs> like I just like stuff like she's like this this is I a trying <laughs> and like it's just like
0: it's a try hard line. very try-hard. yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. agree i
1: agree um um i mean honestly so is the roommates cheap ass screw top rose yeah that one i don't mind as much but it's i agree know, i agree we don't want her leaning more into that
0: we don't we don't it's true um yeah also just worth noting Alleg apparently Carly like lived at Taylor's place for a while like I don't think I knew about this at the time but since the song has come out like people have pulled like a lot of like screenshots of like Daily Mail articles and like other articles being like Taylor's new roommate like Carly Kloss like whatever so we're just noting that (laughs)
1: okay um and I the chorus is, and I chose you, the one I was dancing with in New York, No Shoes. Um, I feel like this to me is the, is the most direct reference to like the, I don't know, either potentially like the Met Gala where there's that video of her dancing without shoes with Tom Hiddleston mm. where she's like, then gonna leave calvin or like in the midst of mm. leaving Calvin, like something about that mm-hmm. um or there's obviously the cornelia street line about barefoot in the kitchen sacred new beginnings mm-hmm. um yeah So, yeah, again, I feel like this is just a very, it's definitely a reference to like 2017, a reputation, and Mm -hmm. like hard to know what to do with that. But yeah,
0: I mean, for me, it's just like, like the Tom Hiddleston thing. I didn't, I don't think this is about Tom Hiddleston. Like, well, that's what I was going to say is like, I didn't think of that like parallel, but like, like yeah like she could not give less of a shit about tom hiddleston right
1: like that's not like what this is but i don't know it could but, but what's like, interesting pulling in things.
0: right pulling in different things but also i feel like having having like the tom hiddleston met gala moment as a potential thing to reference like like that's very good like hayler cover-up or just like gayler cover-up right like same similar to what we were talking about last time with like the video talking about lavender haze and being like this is like a song about my relationship Mm -hmm. and it's like is it like (laughs) you know yeah um i also think it's interesting um that first line of the chorus i chose you the one like seems to potentially reference obviously the song the one Mm. and like just because she literally says the one and also there's like the line family that i chose um or like yeah 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 um and as we all know chosen family is gay (laughs) yes
1: um i will say that Or I will, my question is that, Mm -hmm. like, she no longer lives in New York. Correct. And that's interesting. Just because, like, Mm -hmm. she's so obsessed with New York. And, like, we all remember 2014. And she continues to, like, write about it so much. Mm -hmm. And it was clearly such a pivotal time of her
0: life. Mm -hmm. And I
1: just find it interesting that she doesn't live there anymore.
0: I think it's too painful. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just, like... Yeah. But it is so... and, And I think that's another thing that, honestly, like... Again, like... This song... It's funny because, like, I don't think about this song as, like, referencing, like, the Lover album as a whole, and yet, as we're talking about it, I just keep going back to, like, Lover album, but, like, again, it's, like, when you, like, at the time of Lover coming out, and, like, all the New York references on that with, like, obviously Cornelia Street, False God, like, and then, too, on Folklore, when she's, like, I left a part of me back in New York, like, blah, 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 like, It's like, it just all, it's so like Carly coded to me yeah. because it's like the second she moved to New York is when she became best friends with Carly. Mm -hmm. Carly, you know, I assume still lives in New York. I don't know where she lives. Um, She's, again, I assume she's still just out there modeling. New York is a big model slash I mean, she's fashion coding. she's coding with <laughs> Colossi or whatever <laughs> <laughs> so like great right? um but like like this it's just so it's it's as if Carly got New York in the divorce like do you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it's like right like Taylor was like okay yeah like you can like have this city <laughs> and like I'll just like go live in You well, know that like, Same Painful Cerebral song
1: with like you can have Manhattan <laughs>
0: I mean it's like if you want to be in pain listen to that song but yeah it, <laughs> but um, like truly like that's what it's that's what it's giving like right
1: it's no I mean I think Taylor In in her during her downfall in 2017, like she ran away from everything that was that Carly, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. squad, Mm -hmm. you know, the stuff with Kanye. Like she just like Mm -hmm. got away from that. And right. obviously found like a haven
0: in London for mm-hmm. a variety of reasons with Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> with Zoe Kravitz, um, <laughs> uh, with the Batman pod or whatever, right, right, um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's
1: interesting. So partly it makes sense to like in so much of her music referencing New York because there was that's where like the drama in her life happened. Like mm-hmm. that's a source of emotional pain that she's mm-hmm. referencing for sure, that like, you know, and, and, or at least of this narrative of like, that's where, you know, drama and pain, and I was young and whatever. Mm -hmm. And now I'm so stable and settled and adult, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, like, I just, right. So it
0: it feeds that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I had a thought while you were talking and now I forgot what it was, Um, but I agree. I agree. (laughs) It's Um, just very, it's very clear, like you were saying, that there's like extreme like pain tied to this place. And I just don't think that's because she dated Harry Styles for three months there (laughs) or because of Tom Hiddleston being her boyfriend for like a summer like yeah you know what I mean like I I do think you're I do think it's a good point to note that like the downfall and the and and like everything and like for sure for sure um but I think romantically pop
1: her mm -hmm. becoming like the top of the world like there is a lot there for
0: sure just like
1: whatever Mm -hmm. person she was dating for sure
0: but yeah from i i agree that's all very true and also from a romantic perspective it just like has to be carly in my mind like i think both are true you know hear you. okay
1: looked up at the sky and it was the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheeks, so scarlet it was. The mark they saw on my collarbone, the rust that grew between telephones, lips I used to call home, so scarlet it was maroon. So obviously, the splashing of the wine, really giving dress. I'm just gonna go the bathroom. Um, and the wine-stained
0: dress lyric, um, from Clean. Mm-hmm. Also, isn't isn't it in the first chorus? The rose that grew between telephones? No. It's rust the whole time? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I thought it was rose first, and then she changed it to rust.
1: Oh, I mean, I can double check, but I didn't think so. Oh. That's so interesting. I mean, I this is irrelevant, but as I texted you the other week, just learned about a lyric in Cruel Summer.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I thought it was... He looks so pretty, like a devil, which like never made sense to me. But like, I don't know, the lyric doesn't really make sense anyway, right? And then it was he. What is it? He looks up. Grinning he looks like up, grinning a devil, like which a devil. Obviously, makes more sense. <laughs> uh, but, just, like, uh, but I do you know, love it's when
0: rest, like... It's rest. Through. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, I guess then. Okay. So if I guess it makes sense, but in my mind it was like. The first chorus was more like okay this is us like falling in love Mm -hmm. and then the next chorus obviously we'll get to it but like it starts with i lost you instead of i chose you right Right. so there is still kind of that like transition like element but it is true that i guess even in the first chorus like it she says the lips i used to call home
1: yeah, it's so it's
0: already like looking. It's already
1: back, having the vibe of like Yeah. I think also dissonically. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is a darker sounding song. It's not mm-hmm. like Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think um I remember when I first heard it, I definitely thought it the I thought the lyric was the mark you saw on my collar me too me too um and then i looked it up but this is interesting so have people like looked into this like is there so
0: (laughs) so this so what i've seen about this is there's this picture of taylor performing she's definitely on the red tour because she has like the red like high-waisted shorts and like one of those like those tees that she was always wearing in the red yeah, yeah, yeah. era yeah. and she does have like some obvious like hickeys like on her like like chest and like I think maybe her neck mm-hmm. um so this is something that I've seen used to make the case that this is a Diana song because it was like red era um before we got on I was trying to look up more about it and i couldn't find anything it's one of those things where like i saw it on twitter but then i didn't save it and then it's like lost forever in the wind um but i think there's a thought that perhaps this line is referencing that well i'm also seeing stuff about people thinking it's about
1: jake like a more mm. mature reading of the relationship with Jake because it is kind mm-hmm. of like a more adult version of Red, which we know is about Jake.
0: And mm-hmm. then also
1: she released it on the same weekend as the 10th anniversary of Red. Um,
0: she released this album.
1: Well, this tweet says released Maroon, but mm. I don't interesting know what that means.
0: Yeah, I mean okay. Let's
1: she released red i kind of feel like red came out in november but maybe she announced the track that maroon
0: on the 10th anniversary like i don't know um Mm, right maybe it was like when she pulled that track on tiktok or whatever right um that's interesting yeah
1: oh no it was it was released on the 10th anniversary the album yeah hmm that's interesting. Okay, so you know,
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. It's, it's interesting because, okay, I mean, let's see. Here's a
0: Reddit thread. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I is. love when we like do live research. I know it's like research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this isn't really. But uh,
1: I don't know, but it, it but it is interesting because I feel like the mark they saw on my collarbone it it feels like that should be referencing like a notable thing when people were right
0: something about her right right um, yeah I know it does feel like it should be more like. That that line gives the energy of a line that feels very, like, intentionally planted by Taylor. Like, I'm trying to think yeah, of what yeah, a yeah. good, like, I don't know what a good, like, mm-hmm. comparison would be. But, like, she has, like, so many of them, I right. feel like. Like, kind mm-hmm. of like a... Yeah, yeah. There's clowns to the East, robbers to the West. (laughs) Like it feels like it should have that and we should hear it and be like, Oh, we know exactly what she's talking about. But like, I don't know. Right. Right.
1: I mean, the only other thing that I'm seeing here just generally about like the, the theory that this is about Jake is the initial lines about like cleaning and incense off your vinyl records Um, Mm. because in like, I bet you think about me and, um, we're never getting back to it. Like other songs, like she's referenced his like indie music taste and Mm -hmm. like records or like Mm -hmm.
0: whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean. And of course, Jake Gyllenhaal is known for wearing a scarlet lip. mm Yep. So, yeah, the only other, I guess, well, after that, there's the rest that grew between telephones. And then lips I used to call home calls to mind. I can go anywhere I want, just not home. Well, um,
1: my tears.
0: Yes, I was going to say hoax, yeah. but that felt wrong. So, yes, oh,
1: my tears, which is my- interesting because of also the rubies that I gave up
0: line. Mm hmm
1: at the end of the second verse which i think is another like that the the my tears ricochet it really seems to like Mm -hmm. that because that's like we gather stones yeah what they'll mean um and like you bury me what is it in the jewels yeah you you wear the same
0: jewels that i gave you you and you bury me
1: like the rubies that I gave up. So I've always yeah. thought that reference to that. Um, yeah, that's I so interesting. I don't totally know what to
0: make of that, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel um, like that does play into your idea of not only is New York where like all the Kaler stuff happened, but also where like the downfall happened and right. as a result, not a, as a result of her downfall, but kind of like in that storm was also like the master's sale and like the scooter stuff and like just like I feel like that all could be very right tied up in New York for her Mm -hmm. um again don't know because there's so many like specifics to that that we don't know but um it's interesting
1: too because I do feel like the second verse does give a lot of false god energy mm-hmm. it's a lot of um like coney island energy mm-hmm. um i mean the lyrics are when the silence came we were shaking blind and hazy how the hell did we lose sight of us again um so i feel like that just you know it calls to mind like in false god the lyrics about like you know you're looking out the window
0: like upset (laughs) like like, i'm not your favorite town um new york city (laughs) and then
1: right like in cornelia street like being like if this is the long haul how did we get here so soon Mm -hmm. it's very similar Mm -hmm. to like how the hell do we lose sight of us again yeah yeah bobbing with your head in your hands ain't that the way shit always ends you were standing hollow-eyed in the hallway carnations you had thought were roses that's us I feel like you, no matter what. The rubies that I gave up. Carnations mm-hmm. um, historically a death flower. <laughs> um,
0: mm, rip, <laughs> a, a
1: flower frequently used at funerals. Rip. <laughs> um, so yeah, I. It took me a minute to come around to those lyrics.
0: Mm-hmm. You were standing
1: hollow-eyed in the hallway. I thought was kind of stupid. Like I just, <laughs> I, I was like, I get what she's doing here and this like also kind of feels too try-hard. Mm. Um but I don't I don't mind it as much now.
0: Yeah. I like what you put here about Willow. I didn't think about that. Do you wanna speak to that? Oh I even forgot that I put that in. <laughs> um
1: yes I put in uh in, in by the line you were standing hollow-eyed in the hallway in Willow there's the lyrics you know that my train could take you home anywhere else is hollow um suggesting oh yeah 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 so i was thinking that like suggesting that maroon is about carly who is hollow Mm -hmm. and joe is different because like willow is a pretty we've interpreted you know generally as a joe song Mm -hmm. Um, right like i'm obsessed with you and like everyone else sucks (laughs) and you know Mm -hmm. so using this like hollow to kind of tie it in i think mm-hmm. is
0: interesting,
1: interesting.
0: yeah, you want yeah. To put what is your note at the carnations line okay yeah so this is something that i absolutely never would have realized myself so allow me to shout out the person who tweeted this if it will load um so okay yeah someone on twitter at hush mirrorball tweeted i finally figured out where i heard the melody on midnight's quote carnations you had thought were roses is the same is in the same tune as is this the end of all the endings in king of my heart i know oh my god that's so
1: accurate yeah out to that
0: person I know so like thank you to that person for doing the work um which okay so like again like this is what I'm saying where it's like king of my heart like okay yes you would you would assume that that is a joe song from reputation but now we have this and it's like is it a joe song like do you know what I mean Mm-hmm. like why would it
1: But leave? okay but also my question about this I've always been kind of confused about this line that goes I feel you no matter what mm-hmm. because that feels kind of positive or like I'm
0: always with you kind of energy to me it's giving like she says in labyrinth like I'll so be like, getting I'm over haunted. you my whole life yeah it's like <laughs> I feel you even though we've broken up like I cannot get over this okay you might say it's different because it's you yeah
1: <laughs> okay um okay but possible take i mm-hmm. you know i know this isn't gonna like you know really do anything for you but that's okay (laughs) but possible (laughs) take could be this is another freaking song about like the month where her and joe like
0: were rocky (laughs) i can't no i know okay Okay.
1: but it just because right right it could be again kind of like a coney island thing Mm -hmm. where she's like you know how did we like how did we lose sight of us mm-hmm. you know, right oh I thought I lost you I lost you mm-hmm. um, and I wake with your like it almost could be like right just writing about that very particular point in the timeline mm-hmm. and not not to and then we also like got back together but just <laughs> right just letting right. it be about that moment now like again do I? I just think there's way too much going on here. And even mm-hmm. if that's part of it, I again, I feel like this is pulling in a lot of different things. And that could just be mm-hmm. one of those things. Mm-hmm. But that could be an mm-hmm. alternate reading that she, right. if it's intentionally ambiguous of mm-hmm. uh, people look into different things right no I think think that's true the fact that like nothing is happening in her life and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. kind of our general critique of this album generally is that you know even a song like this that is like one of our top songs Mm -hmm. like isn't about anything that's happening to her in real time right so it's not quite Mm -hmm. because of that she is tying in different situations maybe because of that she's like you know trying to make a song out of something she's made a song many other songs about Mm -hmm. and that could be maybe why it's just not quite as
0: clear yeah I think yeah it's tough because I think for me like you know this song definitely isn't one of those that I'd kind of like put in the category of like you know an afterglow a coney island on Mm -hmm. 3am edition you know great war perhaps Mm -hmm. um which those songs do feel very they feel very about the same thing or they feel as if they were written to like they feel connected or, like, I don't know. But I, I do think I'm at the point, And we kind of talked about this in our, like, general first ep, like, generally reviewing midnights. It's, like, I do feel at the point where I'm, like, okay, so now six years have passed. And you're still writing about that same one fight that you had, like, in the first year of your relationship. Like, mm-hmm. and maybe she is because as we've discussed, she's just recycling.
1: She's recycling and I think that, like, let's say that fight did exist. It's very tied with her downfall Mm -hmm. because it's very tied with, like, she starts dating Joe during this time and then this early fight is, like, because of all the shit she's going through with her downfall. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that he stuck with her through that means he's the one. You know, that's a narrative that we've been fed. Right, so I right. think that it's like it's not just that it was an early fight, but it was like a, it was at the same time and and emblematic of the greatest drama she's ever experienced. <laughs> right. in this like twenty seventeen time, you know what I mean? Right. No, I think but that's I, a good point, and I think who's your point? <laughs> so it's like my gal.
0: Well, but i love. Like, also like, still like writing vigilante shit about Kanye. So right. like. Right. Well, I think what's important about what you said is that this is the narrative that we've been fed. Right. And it's like, right. Like that's like the, whether, whether it's true, whether it's not true, whether it's half true, half PR, whatever the situation is like the, the narrative of Taylor And Taylor, as it relates to Joe, over the course of the last six years has been, I had this terrible downfall. Then he was there. He didn't care that I had a downfall. We had a fight. We got through it. Other bad stuff happened to me, Reeve, the masters, but it didn't matter because I had Joe. But also, I'm still devastated about the Masters, <laughs> like <laughs> and like, and that's fair. Like, I'm not like being like, no, 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 no. But also, that was amazing. So thank you, thank you, um, thank you. But like, and I think I just, I mean, if if I wasn't so captivated by the Gaylor space, would I question these things as much? No, probably not. But even if you take like the Gaylor out of it, which why would you want to? But (laughs) if you did, like, I'm still just like, okay, let's move on.
1: Well, that's, I, yes. And I think, you know, I know we talked about this in the first ep about Midnight's, but I think this is a really significant album in that, she's really at a place where she's I think caught between wanting to have a private life Mm -hmm. so that means that she's kind of forced to recycle just these narratives that she's already shared Mm -hmm. or do something fictional that she claims she did with folklore evermore. Which she right. didn't at all. Everything right. about her. Right. So. She's. I think she's. In a tension. Around. Mm-hmm. What she wants to do. And how she wants to continue. To. Right. Create. Because. As we've said like obviously real things are are happening to her. Right. But she is continuing to just recycle the narratives that we know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why even though she calls this like her first, you know, personal album since Lover, like it's not so much that she's singing about herself as much as she's singing about Taylor Swift, the brand. Right. Taylor Swift as we know her as a popular Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't think that that can just continue like I just don't mm-hmm. think she can
0: keep doing this like I I, I agree she can't do it unless she starts to change what the Taylor Swift brand is right but she clearly doesn't want to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so but you know what's so interesting about that though is like thinking about as anyone who listens to this podcast and who pays attention to taylor's life at all knows folklore and evermore are not fictional right like take a shot every time we say it but it's it's just a fact yeah and like but those two albums were like you know some of her best yeah ever right so impactful so amazing lyrically sonically like so successful and And then cut to Midnight's, which has a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same ideas, sonically is different, feels so, so much lower in quality.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, because what's interesting is like, yes, the same topics, and although sonically different from folklore evermore, not at all sonically different from, you know, Love mm-hmm. reputation in 1989 right so it's kind of like okay now you're back to this you're like something needs to change like it can't mm-hmm. be both the same content right and the same sound right like right you know mm-hmm. like yeah. we talked about and obviously we'll get into it in the next episode but it's like is anti-hero an amazing song yes mm-hmm. like If it and it probably would be considered even more amazing if blank space didn't exist, (laughs) right? Like, you know, like, (laughs) right, right, it's just, and even this song, like Maroon, like, if you know some of these other songs didn't exist, Mm -hmm. yeah, it would probably be considered like way more amazing, even than it is. And it's not, it's not good, right well is it giving us anything new
0: and that's such a good point too when it's like okay imagine this song without cornelia street without Mm -hmm. you know dress without and do i think that do i think the song would still slap yes would i personally still feel it's incredibly gay yes so like it gets a lot of points for me just like as a song but like more generally like thinking about Taylor's career and like her music kind of like more broadly like all of her songs on the last like several well I don't know if I should say that but at least with this album like she's definitely at a point where like her songs are referencing previous songs a lot Mm -hmm. and that's a That's definitely, like, a cool thing, but how sustainable is that, too? Right. You know? And, like, if you take away, you know, the songs that came before Maroon, that reference Maroon.
1: Can it stand on its own?
0: Can it stand on its own? And also, what would a Taylor song that's new, that doesn't reference anything else, like, look like? Yeah. 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 And sound like and be about, Right. you know, like, I mean, and I think too, like, of course, yeah, there's, there's, there's songs on this album that, you know, I'm sure could like, check the boxes of like, doesn't reference another song, like, right, right, right. Ever, like, right, like, right. like, I'm speaking just kind of generally, and like, I feel like she is in this mode. And it comes to, I think, a lot with like doing the vault tracks for the re-recordings where it's like okay these things are like referencing other stuff yeah in the Taylor verse and like her easter eggs are so like all her easter eggs now are like teasing like what re-recording is next or like what you know like it's all about like referencing something else that's already no, heard at a
1: certain point it's like masturbatory like at a certain point yeah <laughs> it's like okay like right like right like it's everything is referencing something else Mm -hmm. and there there it does reach a point where it's like okay like right and and I I think it's it's a good question because I do think that there are like a lot of the songs on this album like really can't stand on their own Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of them are interesting primarily because of Mm. things they reference or Mm -hmm. other songs or oh okay this now makes me think about this other song differently Mm -hmm. but like as a song like right I feel like one that is really coming to mind that obviously we will talk about on a later episode but the song mastermind Mm -hmm. I don't remember who I was listening like I don't remember who said this so this is not my original idea but I was listening to some sort of like podcast about it or like read a review or something. And it was like the song mastermind in the song mastermind, Taylor is acting like she's revealing something to us. Mm-hmm. Like, actually I'm kind of someone who like calculates everything. Yeah. And it's like, no, we know <laughs> like right. the song is acting like this is new information mm-hmm. and it's not at all because, mm-hmm. We've seen that in everything Taylor has done so much of her other music. Right, right. And I do feel like that is kind of a general vibe almost of this album Mm -hmm. where it's presented as if it's new information, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And there's something that feels not as satisfying about that. Yes. I agree. So anyway. Well said. So I mean, I'm, I'm excited that we were able to get into Maroon. Wait, we have to talk about the bridge. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we were at the last chorus. The bridge is very
0: important to me. Take it to the bridge. (laughs) Okay. And I
1: wait with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy legacy. (laughs) And I wait with your memory (laughs) over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave.
0: Yes. Okay. So for me... This is iconic because
1: hashtag bridge is iconic.
0: Hashtag, br- <laughs> hashtag bridge is iconic. So, what I love about this bridge is it's, you know, I think how I interpret this bridge is she's obviously reflecting, remembering being with this person, having sex with this person, being romantic with this person, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. However you want to interpret over me. Yeah. To me. Mm -hmm. That's a real fucking legacy. I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. So the to leave to me supports my earlier comment of like, this is a breakup song. This is a reflecting on a no longer Mm, Yep we're in a relationship thing. Yeah. What I like about real fucking legacy is to me, like, again, it kind of calls to this theme that's in a lot of Taylor's music, which is the running theme of one. If, if someone, if people found out I was in this relationship, that would be very bad. There would be a negative reaction. And two, our love is so amazing and brave and powerful and can overcome the hate that it would be met with if people knew that I was dating whoever I'm dating. Mm -hmm. And this, again, to me, is just very queer coded Mm -hmm. because it is not brave or revolutionary or anything for two straight white cis people to be in a relationship (laughs) like yeah no what what is brave about that that's wait what
1: wait what was the other song where you were talking about that like there was another song oh my gosh I can't think of it another Taylor song like there was another Taylor song that we were talking about and it was like the first not the first time you made this argument but like (laughs) like you were like what secret like I I don't know because there's so (laughs) many many. there's so many there was something where you were like talking about that and I was like yeah no it's like so true (laughs)
0: like (laughs) you're like I'm convinced (laughs) um so again like there it speaks to this running theme but then what I also like about it is I feel like it can be interpreted as like this relationship that I'm reflecting on and that you know didn't end up like lasting or whatever like would have been would have had like a legacy would have been impactful Mm. you know and I think that like what I wrote next to that line is impact a queer relationship would have for someone of Taylor's level of fame yeah which is true like if Taylor Swift was like yeah I was in a relationship with insert woman's name Or like, she was like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, like, insert name. Mm -hmm. Like, that, the impact that that would have, truly, it truly would be a legacy, I think, in the queer community, because she's such a huge star. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the type of representation that, like, we so far have been able to see, like, in pop culture. And so I think that's why I really like this bridge, because I feel like this is, like, her saying, like this really would have been like huge like not just like for me and for us but like for just like the community and like the world and Uh everything um and then to be like that's a real legacy to leave like leave as in like there was the breakup but also like the legacy I would leave like as a person like as an icon if I had been able to
1: well and express this relationship and a third way to read that too is like that's a real fucking legacy to leave like for me to leave like to
0: not do to not do yeah Yeah. and like the pain that like comes with that yeah yeah so again it's like it's there's not a lot of like it's a pretty like just like in terms of like the true like Number of words like in the bridge or like the repetition in the bridge, like it's pretty like bare. But I think right. Then but
1: compare is, this because it's about the same amount of like time and lyrics and whatever to the Lavender haze bridge.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: right. But, like, the power of this. I was gonna say this is perhaps the only or one of the very few swear words on this album that I feel like really is like benefiting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. It. Yes. Yeah, I agree. We talked about like which I think she did very well on Folklore Evermore, where Mm -hmm. when she chose to swear, Mm
0: -hmm. it was
1: impactful and it made sense Mm -hmm. and it made the song punch harder or whatever. Yeah. On this album, it's like, they're lazily thrown around. I mean, we will get to snow on the beach. Um, (laughs) But this, I'm like, yeah, this is like giving us a lot of like emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also, it is making me think the like wake with your memory over me is also seemingly kind of referencing what have could have should have. And mm. some of the lyrics in that about like, you know, like what is the line? Like, I can't think. Um mm. let me go look. I know it's hard when you're thinking of like this. No, I know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but um. God rest my soul. I miss who I used to be. The tomb won't close. Stained glass windows in the zone of my mind. I can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. Hmm. Tomb won't close. Like I keep on waiting for a sign. I just feel like that image of someone, like which I I know is like the whole concept of the album, but like that image right. of asleep kind of like wrestling with this mm-hmm. memory or legacy, whatever. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in conclusion, great song, yeah, and a true, a true, uh, shining star on the album. It is, it is a shining star, and I, and I do feel like, you know, again, for someone who is just kind of like very slowly and. At times, very subtly, dipping a toe out of the closet she she really gave with this song you know so she she really said,
1: "Is this the gayest song on the album too?
0: for me yes i think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of gay energies that we'll obviously be covering as we go track by track, but for me personally, this is like the top gayer track.
1: Is there anything of these other theories that we didn't mention?
0: I think we mentioned pretty much everything, like, lyric parallel-wise. I'm just going to click through it and see if there's anything else we forgot to say. Um... i mean i feel i feel good about it i feel like yeah i think i think we i think we did a good i think we did maroon justice with this app i i feel i feel like we really put our creative writing degrees to work yes. i feel like our yes. uh, our analysis was yes. you know yeah it was it was peak. Yeah, um yeah, and so you know i i hope all Listeners enjoyed, yes, and I hope you're ready. Get for ready track for track
1: three,
0: antihero. The, song, the music video, the music video. There's there's a lot to discuss with antihero, so that's going to be very fun. Okay, stream